Welcome to the Unfading Truth Bible Reading Plan. Today we're reading Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. God uses the church to enact His sovereign will. Matthew chapter 18, we're going to begin reading at verse 15. These are the words of our Savior. He says, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you've won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, well, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything that they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Question and answer 83 of the Heidelberg Catechism is, what are the keys of the kingdom? Those keys are the preaching of the Holy Gospel and Christian discipline towards repentance. Both preaching and discipline open the kingdom of heaven to believers and close it to unbelievers. One of the key moments in the Gospels is when Peter realizes that Jesus is no ordinary teacher. Matthew's record of Peter's confession comes in chapter 16. And as soon as Peter exclaims that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus responds by issuing Peter the keys of the kingdom. But lest we conclude that Jesus was giving this massive power to just one individual, Jesus uses nearly the same phrase over again a couple of chapters later that we read here today. This time he does it as a follow-up regarding how to handle conflict in the church. And this time the word he uses the word you in plural. He says, whatever y'all bind or loose. So when after going through the multiple steps that Jesus prescribes, the church, certainly not the whole church, but even as few of a as few as a couple of representatives of it. So whenever the church comes into agreement on a matter of discipline, the matter is settled, it's bound in heaven, just as it is in the church. In giving the church this responsibility, God doesn't provide unlimited power. He preserves his sovereignty over all things, including which individuals will be bound and which ones will be loosed. R.T. France puts it well. He says, The fact that God has given his people the role of declaring his will on earth, that does not mean that God is bound to add his divine sanction to anything that they may think up. Let's dig a little bit deeper. It might seem like we should be taking much more advantage of the promise that Jesus makes in verse 19. That if any two of us agree on anything that we would jointly ask for in prayer, that our Father in heaven will do it for them. We certainly should be taking 
way more advantage of this promise. But we also better understand the parameters of the promise that's being made here. First of all, the promise here is made in conjunction with the formal administration of the church. But although this doesn't limit the promise's power just to large group meetings, since Jesus applies it to groups as small as two or three, this promise is not meant to guarantee you that whenever you get together with two or three friends and ask God to grant the twins or Vikings a championship, that God is somehow forced to comply with what you asked for. You see, the key to this promise comes in the phrase, those who are gathered in my name. Jesus means here that those who come together on behalf of the church in prayer are fully aligned with God's will. And therefore, they will be asking for things that God eagerly desires to provide. What are some of those things that God eagerly desires for your church that you ought to be coming together to ask him for? Especially now that you've been reminded of the promise that Jesus makes here in this chapter. Well, as you pray on your own today, use the triple A prayer pattern. Begin your prayer by just acknowledging who God is. Today, after reading Matthew 18, let's open our prayer to our Father, who lovingly provides for His church through His church. And then you can align your life with God's will. Do that by praying that as you gather with others from the church, that you will certainly be gathering in Jesus' name. Then you can ask God for what you need, and then you can be assured that he will answer that prayer. Remember, everything else that you hear today will fade away. But the word of the Lord is unfading truth. 